Welcome to the Watershed Podcast. Watershed is the senior high ministry of Perimeter Church, where it is our desire to serve senior high students and their families by helping them navigate life in the changing world around them. Listen and be encouraged. I just graduated from high school, and I'm going to be at Georgia College and State University this fall. Um, I'm a middle child in my family. I have two awesome parents, um, a younger brother named James, who's 14, and he's here this week. Um, And then I have a sister, Krista, who is 21. And um, I've lived in Georgia for um, 13, 14 years, Um, pretty much grew up here, lived here pretty much all my life. Um, I'm 18 now, but um, I love it down here. Um, That's why I'm trying to stay in school around here, um, I just pretty much grew up loving it down here. So, um, a little bit more about myself. I have been singing for four years. Um, started out taking lessons and um, doing concerts out of the place where, I, out of the studio where I was taking lessons, and then. Um, For three years, I was singing um, on the Watershed Band um, here at Perimeter. And so last year, I did Gold Rush Worship. Um, I was up there on stage. Um, I also do photography. Um, I've been doing that for about five years. That also um, started out just kind of as a hobby. And then I kind of turned it into a little side business um, where I was taking friends' senior pictures. Um, I've worked at Chick-fil-A for just a little over two years now. and yeah, it's awesome. Um, and like I said, I just graduated from high school, so I'm going to be um, going off to Georgia College and State University this fall, and there I will be studying mass communications in Spanish. I'm trying to do a double major. So um, I don't know if all of y'all have paper or got pens or whatever. Um, like I said, if you don't, just um, pull out your phone, um, go to notes or whatever, um, just for this part of the talk. But what I want to do is um, have you guys make a list of all of the things that you do, whether that be uh, sports, activities, clubs, school, um, work, just anything that you can think of um, that you're involved with. I'd like you guys to make that, um, write, write that down in a list. And I'll go ahead and give you all a little bit of time to do that. And then um, just look up and when the majority of uh, people are done, um, I'll go ahead and go, go on with my talk. So go ahead and do that. All right, y'all can keep writing, um, but just for the purpose of the talk, um, I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Um, so yeah, just keep writing. Try to get down as much as you can um, that you're involved with, and I'm going to move on. Um, I'm guessing since we have um, a pretty big group of people today um, that y'all represent a lot of different things that y'all do. Um, I'm sure a ton of you guys do sports. Um, I'm sure y'all are involved in um, other extracurricular activities, clubs at your school. Um, Some of y'all may work. Um, If y'all are um, in high school, some of y'all may be doing that SAT prep, um, just all kinds of different things. Um, So I know it kind of, it's a broad spectrum. Um, Basically, um, what I want y'all to do is just take a look at your list and ask yourself, why do I do these things? Um, I know a lot of y'all may do those things just because you really enjoy them. Um, They might be uh, just different activities that you really love to do and you really just um, find joy in doing them. Um, Some of them might be because your parents make you do them. Um, And some of them might be, you know, if it's work, you might need a little extra cash. If it's SAT prep, you might um, be trying to get into a a certain school. Um, It just really depends. Um, But in my opinion, I think that ultimately all of these things, um, we do all of these things because we live in a performance-driven world. 
And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, out of the 24 hours a day, um, and they, they claim that we get about eight hours of sleep. I don't know about y'all, but for me, I don't typically get um, a full eight hours of sleep. Um, but they, they say that out of the 16 waking hours that we have each day, um, that 10 of them are spent doing something that's performance-based. Um, and so that would include uh, sports, work, or something educational. And so, guys, that's a lot of time. That's two-thirds out of our waking hours a day we're spent doing something um, that is performance-driven. And so um, we, we feel this need. We have this, um, this fleshly, flesh, fleshly desire, um, basically, to, um, to, to perform and to impress others, to gain glory for ourselves, um, to gain recognition, and just to... Um, just to show others that um, we're good at the things that we do, and we like to do these things. So, um, yeah. So, basically, I want to share with you all a verse um, from Galatians 1.10. And Paul writes, Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so I want to ask you guys, have you ever noticed how some of the things on your list um, tend to distract you from um, who we're meant to live for and cause us to lose sight of... um, of the one that we're meant to live for. Um, and so what I want to do is share with y'all a story um, that I have about an experience that goes along with this. Um, like I said, I've been working at Chick-fil-A for just a little over two years now, um, and I've easily made it a huge part of my life. Um, I pretty much put so much into this job. Um, I spent so much time there. A ton of my friends said I have like no social life. Um, and all I do is work and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was in the work program at school. So I was leaving um, two class periods early uh, the second semester of my senior year um, so that I could uh, work more, basically. Um, I just loved being there. I loved the feeling of working. Um, I'm just a doer. So um, it was totally where I, where I felt like I needed to be. And so I had just put so much of my time um, into this job, and um, about four months ago, uh, a bunch of us, or a few of us at work, were being looked at for a promotion. Um, And so I was told that I was one of the people, um, and so I was just feeling, I was actually feeling pretty confident about it. Um, Like I said, just knowing that I put so much into my job, um, and I figured other people are seeing it, so um, my boss is going to see it, and um, so I was just feeling pretty confident about it. Um, And so a few weeks um, go by, and I find out that my best friend and um, another guy from work got the promotion. Um, but I was told um, that I was still being looked at, so I wasn't like um, completely distraught. Um, I was still a little bit hopeful about it. Um, and then, so I wait, a few weeks go by, um, and I'm starting to think, hey, maybe I'm not going to get this promotion. I hadn't heard anything about it anymore. Um, about me specifically. Um, and so I kind of just had to accept the fact that I didn't get it. And so during this time, um, I was a mess. I, um, it was really hard for me to show up to work each day that my best friend was working and to see her, um, in the, the uniform that she was wearing, which was different now that she had been promoted. Um, it was just really hard to look at her because, um, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes to see, it's, it's sad, but sometimes to see um, our friends 
um, succeed where we don't succeed is one of the hardest feelings, especially somebody that you're really close with. Um, And so I was really struggling with these feelings of jealousy um, and these feelings of anger towards my friend and just in the fact that I hadn't been promoted. Um, And so it was just a really um, negative time in my life. Um, A lot of people um, had to keep keep trying to encourage me um, and and build me up and try to um, just keep me from thinking these negative thoughts. it was really hard um, because it, the, the time where I was experiencing these feelings lasted longer than I had hoped. Um, it was just a really hard thing for me to get over. Um, and so probably about a month and a half later, um, I uh, had just like really let um, this experience dip into other parts of my life. Um, I was about to, it was the night before I was supposed to take an AP test for school, and um, I had already gotten the credit in that subject um, the previous year um, by taking the test and getting a good score on it. And so the college that, I was, that I'm going to is going to take it, um, take the credit for that class. And so I had found out that I wasn't able to get any credit from the AP test that I was going to take the next day. And so I was like, why am I doing this? Um, I made a statement to my parents um, about how I said, I'm so tired of just putting all that I have into certain things, um, of giving myself over for certain things, um, making these sacrifices, and then um, gaining nothing out of them. And so um, my dad, uh, he's awesome. He's actually right back there. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) sorry, I didn't mean to distract you guys. Um, But I have an awesome relationship with my parents, and my dad has always been such an encouragement to me. Um, And so... Basically, um, he just kind of had to sit me down, and um, actually, we were on two different levels. We have this weird uh, little thing in our in our uh, house where it's like kind of a window. Um, I don't think I even wanted to come downstairs that night. I was a mess. I was crying and everything. I was just really, really um, upset. Um, but it's like a window on the um, top level, so you can look down into the bottom level, um, and it's open. It's not like glass, but we're having this conversation through this window, and my dad, um, he just tells me, Marin, there's going to be so many times in your life where you put everything that you have um, into something, and that you don't get what you expected out of it. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. <laughs> um, he told me that he was experiencing problems like this um, in his workplace, um, and that it's going to happen, and it doesn't end. Um, it happens throughout our lives. Um, it's just something that comes with the fall, um, and that we're going to experience these things no matter what stage of life that we're in. Um, and he said, he asked me, do you know why we keep pushing through and keep working hard through these things, um, even though we gain no reward sometimes? And he shared this, uh, this passage from Colossians 3 with me that I'm going to share with you all in just a moment. Um, and it reminds us that uh, the things that we do are not for our own recognition, our own glory, um, our own honor, um, not for other people to see those things in us, uh, but ultimately for the Lord. And so he asked me if all the time and the effort that I had put into my job was ultimately for my own reward or for the glory of God, who had given me all the talents and all the abilities that I had to be able to do um, what I do at work. And so hearing this um, was extremely convicting for me. Uh, I don't know if I admitted it to him that night. Um, it might have been a few, a few days later, but um, it was really just a period of time in my life where I 
just had to really sit and think um, and just meditate on what he had told me. Um, and I know that God was really truly speaking through him towards me um, about this struggle that I was experiencing. And it, it really was exactly what I needed to hear, regardless of the fact that it was convicting um, and that it was, it really was hard to hear, but it was what I needed to hear. And so guys, had I had been living for an audience of one, um, his applause would have been the only thing that mattered to me. And um, not getting this promotion would not have been such an incredible disappointment to me because I would have realized, you know, hey, I've been working for the Lord. I've been doing this for him. Um, it really stinks that I didn't get this promotion, but um, I wasn't doing that for myself. I wasn't putting all this time and this effort in for myself. I wasn't doing it so that I could gain a reward. I was doing it for him. Um, and so I know, guys, it's some, sometimes really hard to see, see it that way, um, but it really would have changed things tremendously in the way that my life had been affected. Um, and so uh, basically that night, I, I don't know if I ever told my parents this, but basically that night I decided um, I was going to make it my prayer um, to start working unto the Lord. Um, and it's really hard um, sometimes, especially when you're in a position where you've just gone down and down and down um, in and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse, um, the, the way that you've seen things, the negative light that you've seen things in. Um, and so it was really hard to start out that way, but um, I just asked the Lord um, to, give me, to give me the courage and the strength to um, work for him and not work for myself and not work for my own recognition and my own glory. Um, and I also had been praying um, for an opportunity to meet with my friend because um, we were just having some problems with um, how this had affected our relationship. Um, I mean, I had really just allowed uh, something something trivial in the whole scheme of things to get in between um, a friendship that had been three years strong. Um, and so basically one day um, after church, after a... Um, a small group that we were both in, I just asked her, hey, do you want to go get ice cream? Um, let's just go sit down and talk. We haven't talked in a while. We haven't hung out in a while. I just really want to um, see what's going on in your life and just talk to you. Um, and so I just, on the way there, we drove separately. And on the way there, I'm just praying, God, just just remove this pride from my life and humble me. And so um, we sat down and I talked to her and I just had to be completely vulnerable and with her and just tell her, hey, look, I have been experiencing these feelings of anger and of jealousy and it's just really gotten the way of um, the way that I see you and our friendship and it's really put um, a negative light on our, our relationship. And so um, doing this um, and just having this... Um, this time to be with her and to talk to her um, not only allowed me to um, to be able to really just see the promotion in a in a different way and to to basically um, keep keep my focus off of that, um, but also to mend my relationship with her, um, which was something that really needed to happen at that time. Um, and like I said, um, it was really hard to. Um, to really apply this at first, um, to apply um, the the promise or the um, the prayer that I had made um, with the Lord to work for Him, um, but it I know now that there's no disappointment because of that. Um, I want to share with you guys the uh, passage that my dad shared with me that night, um, just for encouragement and for purpose of this talk. Um, it says. Uh, it's from Colossians three twenty two through 24, and it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eyes on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. 
It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Um, verse 23 was probably uh, the verse that hit me the most because it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. <laughs> um, and so, um, like I said, I, the way that I had been seeing um, my work ethic was that I was working at it with all of my heart. I told myself, I'm just putting everything that I have into this job and I'm just going to give it my all and I'm going to work at it so hard. Um, but if I had been working at it with all my heart, why was, the, why was I experiencing these feelings and why was I experiencing this disappointment? And so to me, Paul answers that question um, by telling us that to work at something with all of our heart means to work at it as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Um, and what's really exciting to me about this passage is it gives us the assurance that we are going to receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Um, and so Guys, we've been talking about tension this week, um, and I think that a huge example of tension is um, basically being able to uh, work for something, work at something with all of our heart, as it says in the passage, um, but to, to work at it knowing that we may, may not gain, um, gain the things that we want out of it, basically gain rewards um, here on earth. And so... Um, even though that stinks sometimes to think of it that way, um, knowing that we're going to gain um, an, an inheritance from the Lord as a reward in heaven is so much greater. Um, it's such a, such a great motivation for me um, to be able to um, see it that way instead of seeing um, that I might gain something that's not going to last in life. Um, it, I might remember it for a few years. I might not even remember it ever. Um, it might be something that just kind of diminishes as time goes on. Um, but the things that we do um, when we're working at the working for the Lord for His glory, um, we're gaining rewards in heaven and we're building up treasures um, for there. And so, I want to uh, share with y'all a uh, quote that I found, and it actually rhymes, so it, um, if you want to memorize it, it shouldn't be too hard to memorize. Um, it's really good, and it's really um, basically the transition point um, that I want to get to um, as we continue to talk about living for an audience of one. Um, it's by an Irish author named B.J. Hoff, and it says, It matters not if the world has seen or approves or understands. The only applause we're meant to seek is that of nail-scarred hands. And so um, the part of this talk that I really don't want you guys to miss um, is the way that this affects our relationship with the Lord. Um, sometimes, um, being Christians, we spend all of our time trying to do all these great things to impress him, um, trying to just be like the super Christian. Um, but Jesus has already done it all, and he has already laid down his life for us on the cross um, because he loves us. And so we're not supposed to see things the way that um, I just mentioned. Um, a really good example of this is something that my pastor, um, our youth pastor here, Jeff, um, shared with us. And um, it's basically an, an analogy between um, seeing our relationship with the Lord as climbing up a ladder or seeing it as sitting in his lap. Um, and so to climb up the ladder basically would be um, an example would be, you know, hey, I went to church this week, so I'm going to climb up one step. Or, hey, I, um, I, I've had some really good prayers this week, so I'm going to climb up this step. Um, you might just say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a good kid. I don't do, I don't cuss, um, so I'm going to climb up this step. Um, you can keep, you know, building up all of these different things that you do or all these things that you don't do um, and just climbing up these steps. But when you get up to the top of that ladder, there's nothing there. Um, 
Jesus loves us so much and, and he's like a fa- he is a father to us. Um, and so I don't know if y'all have ever, I don't know what your story is. Um, I don't know what your family life is like. I don't know if you've had the experience of crawling up into a father's lap um, and just resting with him and doing something that you love with him. Um, but that's what I equate this to. Um, and so he calls us to come sit in his lap. Um, he calls us to just sit there um, and just be his child and just rest in him um, because he has already done it all. Um, he's, already, he's already overcome the world. Um, so we're called to really just rest in him, rest in his peace and his grace and his mercy um, and, and just sit there and be joyful and be thankful for um, the things that he has done for us. Um, guys, the things that you do on the ladder, they're awesome. You know, It's great that you went to church. It's awesome that you're in prayer. It's awesome that you're in the word. Um, but ultimately the Lord doesn't want us to sit here and make a list of all these things that we do. Um, he wants us to just rest in him. Um, and in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, uh, this one's not going to be up on the screen, I don't think. So um, just listen. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, this is such an encouragement to us guys, because God doesn't tell us to come to him um, and, and he will give us um, all these things that we can do to uh, all these opportunities that we can have um, to just rack up all these things that we do for him, um, all these things that we're trying to do to please him. He comes us, he calls us to come to him um, when we are weary and we're burdened and he will give us rest. Um, so that's such a great encouragement to us um, because we, we live, because we do live in a performance-based world, um, you know, sometimes we, we get lethargic and we just, we'll get tired and we'll get um, just burdened and weary. Um, but God wants us to come and rest in him and stop trying to impress others, stop trying to impress him and just rest. Um, and so, Guys, like I said, I was passed over for this promotion at Chick-fil-A, but in the end, um, I would so much rather be where I'm at today than have gotten that promotion. It would have been awesome to get a pay raise. It would have been awesome to wear a different uniform, um, to have more responsibilities, um, to have more respect, all that. That would have been great, but that's not a lasting thing for me. Um, What's lasting is the the story that I have now and um, what I've learned through it. Um, and so I want to ask you guys, is there something um, in your life that you might be living for that you think might bring you hope, uh, but may ul- ultimately leave you empty? Uh, sometimes this doesn't mean walking away from the things that you do, um, but really just changing your focus, changing your mindset. Um, and so an example of this in my life would be, um, I, like I said, I've been singing um, in the band here at uh, Perimeter for three years. And towards the beginning, I was really excited about it. Um, I had just really um, felt like it was an opportunity for me to just go up there and sing and um, have fun. And it was just an outlet um, for me to be able to use my voice, um, which was not what it was meant to be. And so about halfway through my, my time there, about like a year and a half, um, during sometime during the second year, maybe toward, more towards the end of the second year that I had done it, um, I just started to realize I'm not really feeling too good about this. Um, I was feeling really discouraged. Sometimes I was feeling um, really inadequate um, and just being um, a person who would compare themselves to all the people that were on stage. Um, There's so many talented people here, um, and they're awesome. I'm friends with all of them, so it's not um, a negative thing for me, but I was just having, uh, struggling with these feelings of um, these people are feeling like these people are better than me, and I'm not good enough, and I shouldn't be up here. Um, And so... 
looking back on that now, it's like, wow, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I was thinking that way. Um, because the reason why I was here, the reason why I had signed up for this, um, or the reason why I was supposed to have signed up for this um, and auditioned for it, um, was to come here and to be able to praise a God who is so awesome. Um, but I come here and I just kind of seen it as a way to um, just just have an outlet um, to sing. And I just not had the right, the right um, mindset in it going into it. Um, and so basically I um, started to pray and I just said, Lord, give me, um, shift my focus, shift my focus from my own glory, shift my focus from the audience um, to you. And that's where the audience of one comes from. Um, that's really where I started. Um, that's, that's another example where I really started to apply this, um, this audience of one um, to my life. And so um, after I had been praying this for uh, several weeks, um, this was more towards the end of, um, towards the end of my experience where I really started um, to make this my prayer. Um, I started to notice just a difference, um, not in the way that I was singing. I wasn't like feeling like, oh, I'm such an awesome singer now. And that's awesome. That's so great that I'm able to go up there and just feel um, so good about my voice. But um, it was just like my voice didn't even matter. It didn't matter um, if I had sang the right note. Um, it didn't matter if I had sang the wrong note. Um, I was just up there to give God the glory and lose myself in him. And so... Um, Basically, before I move on with my talk, um, just for a purpose of time, I want to go ahead and uh, have y'all pass around these um, bracelets. And all they say on them is audience of one, um, or at least I think all they say on them is audience of one. Yesterday, some kid came up to me afterwards and said um, that he got a bracelet that said Swim Master 2012 or something like that. I have no idea where that came from. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully yours doesn't say that, but obviously just take a look at it before you, um, before you take it. Uh, you can take it if it says that. I really could care less. Um, but just go ahead and take them. And, um, and then we'll, um, I'll continue on with my talk. Um, and so what I want you guys to do in this time um, as I continue my talk um, is just to focus on the list um, that you made at the beginning and think about each one of those things that you do. And like I said, I'm not trying to tell you guys that you need to stop doing those things. Um, sometimes it really just means um, a shift in your focus and a change in your mindset um, from your own glory to the glory of the God who made you and gave you all those abilities to do these things. Um, and so what I want you guys to think about is what, it, what would it look like for me to do each one of these things, um, but instead of my own glory, um, to honor God. Um, and so the way that I see it is that it doesn't change what you do, but why you do it and who you do it for. And so I really encourage you guys to make this your prayer, um, not just this week, not just over the next few months, but really in your entire life. Like I said, my dad um, has, been, has had similar situations happen with him in his workplace. Um, so he gave me the, um, basically the knowledge that it's not just going to end. Um, it doesn't just stop when we stop doing sports or stop doing activities um, or, you know, our parents are stop, stop pressuring us in school. Um, it happens throughout our entire lives because we do live in a performance-driven world. And so I want you guys to make your prayer is that God would give you the will to shift your focus from um, your own glory to his and as you do all of these things. Um, before we uh, finish, I want to share a short verse with you guys, um, one more, and it's, um, this is 
probably one of my favorite verses of all time. It's really small, um, and I think that uh, it's a really good verse to memorize because it's so short, and, it, and it's to the point, and it encompasses all things that we can do here on earth. And it comes from 1 Corinthians 10.31, and it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so, guys, um, just focus on that as you go out throughout your day um, and as you walk through your life. Um, thank God for your talents. Thank, thank him for the abilities that he's given you to do the, all those things that you have on your list and that you love. Um, and then ask the Holy Spirit to fill you in a way that causes you um, to go about your day um, doing the things that you do for the glory of Jesus Christ. Um, and so I don't know how far we've gotten with the bracelets, um, um, but yeah, continue to pass those out. Um, and in a few moments, um, I want you guys to take a few minutes um, in time of prayer um, and just pray down your list. Pray down the things that you've put down on your list um, of things that you do. And just ask the Lord um, to shift your focus in those things. Um, ask him to um, take away, um, take away your, your desire um, to perform and to be... Um, a performance person, uh, and, and, and to try to um, build up all these things for yourself um, and gain honor for yourself and ask him to um, shift your focus um, from yourself to him. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and do that in just a second. Yeah, so like I said, um, let's just take a few moments to pray. Um, you can look at your wristband. Um, one more thing before we pray. Um, I don't want you guys to feel like you have to wear the wristbands, okay? I know some people might not like them, um, and that's fine. I don't... I don't, you didn't even have to take them if you really didn't want to. We have like a ton extra, but um, basically I just want you guys um, to put it somewhere, maybe where you'll see it, um, somewhere, maybe somewhere in your room, hang it up. I know it's just like a little dinky wristband, but um, just, just have it somewhere where you can be reminded. I think physical reminders are awesome because we live in a world where visual reminders um, are just so advantageous for, for us. And I think that it would be... Um, really beneficial for us to have a physical reminder um, of who we're living for. And so um, now you guys can go ahead and take a few moments and I'll close this in prayer when you guys, when you guys are done. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given me um, just to speak your words through me um, to these students, God. Um, I just thank you for um, allowing the things to happen to me um, in my life, whether they were hard um, just to just to grow me and to give me something to share with these students, God. Um, I pray that as we go out throughout our day that we would remember who we're living for and remember who we're serving for ultimately, um, and just that you would keep us safe as we do um, whatever activities um, that we have planned um, church by church. And I just thank you so much for Gold Rush, God. I pray that you would um, move in big ways today um, and that you would just leave a mark on um, each one of these students and that they would walk away um, not saying, hey, that was an awesome band or um, awesome um, singers or awesome um, drama team or dance team or anything like that. Um, God, the students are, that you um, have provided are so talented, God, but I just pray that people would walk away saying, wow, God is so awesome, um, and that, that the glory would be given to you and that the honor would be given to you, God. Um, and I just thank you for each one of the students that are here. Um, I just pray that if there's anything that I said today that wasn't from you, that, um, that you would just take it away from their minds, God. Um, but just use, um, use the words that you've given to me um, to impact their lives. Um, and I just pray for these things in your name. Amen. You've been listening to the Watershed Podcast. Perimeter Church is located at 9500 Medlock Bridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. 
please visit our website at watershedministry.org for more information. Thank you.